What's up, friendos, and welcome into Leading Off right here on Fantasy Pros, brought to you by Price Picks. Use promo code Leading Off. Get a 100% match up to 100 bucks when you download the app and deposit today. Check out Price Picks because we are going to be laying out some Price Picks here in just a little bit. It is a fun Friday. We are going to be taking your questions. If you guys have got fantasy questions, drop them in the chat. I've dedicated two spots into the uh, episode where we're just going to bring some up and rapid fire. So if you are one of the awesome people that hangs out with us live on YouTube, which we do uh, in season Monday through Friday or in this back half of the season, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, drop it in. We're answering your questions. We got a whole bunch more, a little bit of where and uh, where are Corbin Carroll and I and the rookie lookie is going to have a whole lot there. Casey Bubba in the house. What's up, Bubba? Not much, my friend. It's a beautiful Friday. Ready for the weekend. Uh, get some more baseball for us because yesterday was boring. Six games. Yeah. Boring. Uh, it was boring, actually. And we were a little bit light on news. But uh, looky, looky, hello, rookie. Yeah. We have hit the 40-day marker, everybody. And that 40-day 40 40 marker or 45-day marker means that rookies can now start coming up. We might get an influx of them. Well, we got one of them earlier yesterday, but the breaking news, like, I don't even know when it was. I woke up to it. It was a couple hours ago is 2023 first rounder. Nuts. Nolan Chanel yeah. is being called up to the majors by the Los Angeles angels, which is bonkers town. Bubba, I Three weeks ago, three Saturdays ago, I want to say could have been a month. Uh, my time is all kind of screwed up, but I want to say it was three or four Saturdays ago across the street from me in rookie complex flex league. I saw and talked to Nolan Chanel. I was actually just watching the video on my phone here a couple minutes ago about him playing the Kansas City Royals complex team. He moved up to a ball. He went to double A. He's passing triple A. In AAA, he ended up having the most games played, had a homer, a stolen base, 339 batting average, a better walk percentage and strikeout percentage. Nolan Chanel is fascinating on so many ends. One of the better contact hitters in college baseball this past year. He was kind of presumed to be that. I was a little slow on him early, moved him back up. Power, it'll be questionable where that goes. He's got a very high, like his arms come way up. It makes you question how he's going to be able to catch up to like high velocity pitches, but he does set well and he makes tons of contact that I think is going to kind of slap across the body. Uh, it's a unique profile. It's a unique player and it's a unique situation, Bubba, where a 2023 rookie is making it to the majors for a playoff run with the Angels. So is he a must pickup in your mind? It's wild. Dude was drafted 11 weeks ago. He was lived in college 11 weeks ago, and he, he's up in the bigs. It's tough for me because I'm looking at the Angels roster. It, it makes you wonder, is C.J. Crone's back that messed up? Because he's been dealing with this issue all year. Like, does Chenal come in and play first base? Is that kind of the where things go there? Um, he's not going to DH. Shohei's going to DH. That's obvious. So I think he's more of a deep league play for now just because, and I'll say this, I'm going to be – I'm always cautious with these ones coming up. There's a lot of playing time questions. And right now, you're on the stretch run. You need playing time. You need counting stats. You need guys to actually be there doing it. So with Chanel, he, the, the tools are great. You're the prospect guy. I'm not. I think he's a very intriguing play. Probably deeper formats for me, though. Yeah, I think like in a standard redraft 12-team, I don't know, because it. I think the early like word fringy was... fringy corner infield at that it's point. It's like fringy. super fringy. Because listen, I don't think he's going to be a big power option. It's not to say that he might connect into one. But I just don't think that part of his game is there. And, you know, I was telling you off air, like, 
my God, just make a joke about something. I had a little snarkiness coming my way about joking about the Angels' developmental system. But guess what? It stinks, and it hasn't been good. And it, ha I mean, from years and years ago, the complex level stuff, uh, I'm, Eric Longenhagen from Fangraphs was just like, hey, listen, you can't even pay attention to what the Angels do. So I don't think it's ridiculous to say that the Angels' developmental stuff in the minor leagues isn't great. So it's not a surprise that they would draft players that are doing this, but like, I don't think there has been time clearly for him to like work through stuff that you would work through. That's okay, by the way. But if you want to take apples to apples of who he is, I don't think he's a big, uh, I don't think he's a big power hitter. I think he's going to be a contact guy. Doesn't really run going to hit lower in the lineup. Like I said, when you see him, if no one has seen him, he's got a, very it's it's not council because council would like bring it back but it is hands up a very open stance and it all has to come together pretty good bat speed and he makes great contact but it's not a very lofty type of swing so if he's on something sure he can absolutely pull it i just think this is going to be a singles doubles guy and where does that help in fantasy especially for platooning with cj cron so dynasty love him i'm all in hey this is a great guy to bet on first year player maybe this will be a fantastic move, you know, going to the majors and getting um, major league conditioning and development there because of whatever might be lacking at other levels. Maybe this will be the thing that unlocks the next step, but it hasn't been a great track record. Um, but I know that it's kind of indifferent about now. But for fantasy purposes, unless you have some keeper element to it, I'm probably not yep. trying to tell you guys to go jump to the wire. I'd rather have his teammate move stockets. Let's put it that way. <laughs> really <laughs> go look at his numbers don't just you're, you're looking at the name not the numbers he's been pretty darn good uh, yeah i, I guess so now the prospect that i am interested in as we rookie rookie hello or looky looky hello rookies is mason win mason win is reportedly going to be getting the call today finally because again we've reached that marker where these guys cannot have 45 games in which presumably they can't hit the 130 marker not gonna have like uh the eligibility issues of being on the roster too long. And this is like the positive. So they could keep these guys as rookies next year. That's another advantage to the angels, by the way, yep. hat tip to them. Nolan Chanel goes, plays, gets tutelage, does whatever he does this year, plays all next year. Starting for baseman, first baseman. Crones out of the way. So that's right. Me. He's the yep. guy. And they're going to put yeah. themselves in position to get an extra pick the following year. This is what that team should it's do. Actually, right. I think this is a you, you, you true galaxy kid, brain move. You let the kid play with Shohei for a couple of months because he won't be able to do next year. So it's a smart move. Get, get, yeah. get a little carrot. Well, my my because I was being snarky online about that, and I was like, "Hey, galaxy brain, when you have a bad developmental system, just don't develop them and bring them up." But like, sure. this is good because you can get the big stuff out of the way because this is a more mature hitter and. You know, I think everything and how they approach him, this is a guy that produces now underlying uh, metrics and everything speak to him being a player that is major league ish ready. But then you're acquiring another pick if he does put himself into that, um, into that, you know, first uh, getting rookie of the year stuff. Like that's huge. I think that is Big huge time. for him. But Mason Wynn is the one I'm more excited about from a fantasy perspective this year. Don't know if I would call it like, must pick up, but 18 homers, 17 stolen bases, sub 17% K rate this year in AAA, hitting 288. He's defensively a monster, can throw 100. He's not going to come off. That's a great thing. Like, this is a player that defensively is going to push for playing time. He's got a good power speed combo. 
made some solid changes this year to make sure we're tapping back into consistent contact. He hit 258 at double A last year. He ended up going to the um, AFL, which was okay. He has been great this year. And this is a guy that I think could have some sneaky stats. So he is somebody that I am more interested in. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. Definitely more intriguing power speed combo. The average you mentioned, I think the defense is a great point that people don't talk about because you look at these guys are getting called up and you wonder, okay, he's obviously going to play a modder that simple, but like how long is Gorman out for with the back injury? It seems pretty bad. Had to have a shot. That's going to be interesting. Um, do they move Edmund to the outfield? Because there's moving parts in St. Louis. So if they can find everyday playing time for win, which I think they want to. And this was this was 100%. Oh, 45 days. Yeah, make the phone call. Because oh, like, yeah. he should have been up so long ago. There was no reason. It was The Cardinals going nowhere. Perfect timing, obviously. So I'm with you on this one. This one, they, they wanted him up, so he's expected to play every day, whereas, you know, Chanel and some others might be more like, hey, just get your feet wet, kid. Let's see what you got. Wynn is going to play every day. They have no reason not to. Yeah, and they got a lot of crap for the Jordan Walker stuff. You know, they sent him down, and that, that was, like, clearly a piece of controllability. I think it was in, like, Super 2. I'm forgetting what it was. But, like, as I've said all year long, September is the new – roster manipulation for opening day roster stuff with prospects you know it used to be oh this guy needs a little bit more seasoning before he comes up to the majors blah 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 the new manipulation is waiting just until it it really is between like mid-july and the beginning of september the end of august here where you can just have a guy come up enough where you can control his ability to be a rookie next year and yeah mason Wynn has deserved it nolan gorman on the il has kind of stung for them they do have flexibility in general but like this is the guy this is the guy that's their shortstop he's defensively probably the best one of all of them right now anyways so He's going to be a great look. I would definitely look at picking him up. Like I said, there's a stolen base factor. He stole 28 last year, ticked down this year, only 17, but he scored a ton of runs. He's hitting for more power. This is a guy that I dig. A couple other news and notes, but reminder, I have, uh, I'm pinging some of the questions. We're going to answer a few of the questions here in a little bit. And I will also give you the hint today for where in the world Welsh and Corbin Carroll are, which really should be the batting cages and so i think we had a nice good we had a good funny snark comment here which was where are welsh and carol i believe it was let me see if I, oh yeah right here it was lee where are they they're third place in the west and that is <laughs> too true. that's good that's good it hurts so good it hurts so good my friend other notes uh, as far as our headlines go julio rodriguez career high five hits including go ahead three run homer five rbi i believe this is his second consecutive four hit performance plus you actually made the statement the other day when i was pushing the bobby witt stuff you said what about julio could julio jump back into it i kind of dismissed it in a like listen i think bobby is in this spot but if julio's gonna julio out like this the rest of the season at least what he's gonna do is he makes that whoever's not top two conversation a lot more interesting. Like Corbin Carroll is pushing himself out of it. If you're going to hit 230 the rest of the season and you're going to dip down under 260 or something, that's not going to work well. If he hits well and Julio hits well, now I think you're looking at that three, four, five pick. Maybe even having the fifth pick next year is going to be awesome because you will have the choice of Julio, Corbin Carroll, Bobby Witt Jr., Fernando Tatis Jr., however you want to go. But uh, we are now 2030. For Julio Rodriguez, first time having 30 stolen bases. He is a monster. So uh, any thoughts you want to throw to the bounce back of Julio? 
just real quick, I, I tweeted it out yesterday. I said Julio's making everyone forget about the slump just in time for 2024 draft prep. Like he's completely forgot. Yeah. And since August 1st, dude's got 21 RBIs and six stolen bases. 21 RBIs. That's yeah. insane what he's doing right now. Yeah, it's absurd. So it's good to see. This is a huge, huge thing for uh, value planting for next season. And, you know, just for like us trying to understand like, well, what is going to be the, you know, the true maturation of this guy? Was it a complete fall apart? It's not. It was a really, I want to call it a really rough, but it was like a rough first half of the year. 239 in April, 252 in May. 220 in June, but then July hits 292. August, he's hitting 377. He's back at it. He's stealing bases. And he's actually, this is a fun fact, he has stolen six or more bases every month but one so far. So, I mean, that is just enabling extra good value. And that's why Julio is Julio. That's yep, why he does that thing, my friends. Uh, also, Tristan Casas hit his 20th home run of the season. He uh, since the all-star break is hitting 337 with a 347 slash 11 homers, 21 RBI in 30 games. And Tristan Casas is pushing himself. I just want to say Bubba as a top 100 player for next year, oh, he is going to be, definitely. I think uh, maybe it's going to even be further, but he's pushing himself into probably everybody's favorite buzzy sleeper first baseman for next year to take that next step. So how high do you think he's going to look for next year? Definitely top 100. He's going to be in the discussion probably seventh first baseman, sixth or seventh first baseman, because it's it's a weird position where it kind of drops off after the big boys early. Like even this last year, we saw a big gap in the ADP. I'd say he's in that probably 75-ish range overall. And I think yeah. there's, a good, there's a good argument for that. Dude's got three homers this month in the last like week. The last two have been against lefties. So they can't use that argument anymore. Like I got a good one that. for you. Next year, Casas or Pasquantino? That's a great comp. I go Casas. I've always, yeah. I've always been skeptical of Pasquantino, and it's nothing personal or anything. It's just I, I have yet to see it. Basically, Casas or Christian Walker. That's a great one. That's a great one because Walker's doing it again now. I'd probably still go Walker just because he's shown the almost forty home run potential. Yeah, I mean, Casas is moving into like a completely. He's, that's a great comp. Here. Like even like we could you could ask that question this time next year, and it might even be closer. I think it'll be something we talk a lot about in the yeah. offseason, but you know, he is league winning ish through the rest of this year. Very, very trustable. Start him all over the guys. The other big one, Lance Lynn, uh, held the Brewers scoreless for seven innings and a no decision on Thursday. Bubba, one four four ERA since joining the Dodgers. Lance Lynn went from cuttable asset to someone you've got to start every single time he's out with the Dodgers right now. Yep, love him or hate him like I do. The Dodgers know how to utilize pitching outside of a couple of exceptions. And uh, Lynn's getting the job done, pitch mix change, and he's he's going to be. The matchups have been friendly. I'll say that much, but he's still been very good. That's right. All right, so here is your hint I'm going to give you for a little bit later. This is the hint for where in the world are Welsh and Corbin Carroll. And remember, we are going to be tracking and pick one person to send an autographed Corbin Carroll um, card to. If you can guess where we are from the fun photoshopped of me and my bestie, which really is making me feel like I am uh, cursed, that I am cursing him with this. So maybe maybe it'll only be at Chase Field every single game. It'll be at the plate uh, or a driveline or something. But the hint today is Gustav. It is Gustav. That is the hint. And I'm making it a much more difficult hint. Gustav is the hint today for where Corbin and I are. Listener questions. Uh, listener questions in the chat. 
thrown out. You guys can keep doing them. We're going to do one more round of them right now. Are you holding, this is from Whips, are you holding Jesus Lazardo Bubba for rest of the season? It's only in the deepest of formats. Like you, It's hard to drop him, but you're not. he's not an auto start. I'll say that much. He is not an auto start. The last five have been rough. Um, Ronak also asked, should I drop Yuri for Lazardo in a points league right now? I would want Yuri. My only problem with Yuri is the capped innings. Like I, I don't like that. Leagues, yeah. But Lazardo's been really poop. He's so. getting shelled. Like there's got to be a trade off between innings and getting lit up. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> if you're in a points and he only goes four, like that win can be the differentiation True. between anything. But Lazardo's not getting any of that. I guess I would go Yuri right now. It's just a it's a rough patch. You should have a short mindset with these guys. You know, someone made the joke uh, just the other day. You weren't here for it, Bubba, but like every like fourth show. Joe would come on and he'd be like, he's just Lazardo elite now. And I'm like, no, he's not. Elite. He's just like really good. And someone was like, where's Joe for Lazardo as he's getting saw that shelled. Chat earlier, yeah. yeah. So it hasn't been good. All right. Um, Royce or Torkelson rest of season. I still go Royce. I think Royce Lewis is a multi, uh, very talented guy. I'm a huge Torque fan. I'm loving the development we're seeing. He could be a fun conversation for next season, like later around first baseman, but give me Royce going forward. All right. I'm going to guess, um, I'm going to go with, and guess I was thinking of the, <laughs> I was looking at the thing for the uh, the Corbin and Welsh thing. I'm going to go with Torque. We're going to talk about Torque here in just a little bit. I'm very much in on him. CES or Geloff. We're both going to say Geloff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, how about this? Sabo says, Bubba, uh, Peterson, Conforto, Hanniger for late season power surge. Who Can do you pick like? a new team by chance? Um, I would say Peterson just because he's got the most power in the group. But I don't trust any of them. To well, be you pick one. Oh, you said Peterson. I said Peterson though. if I have to. I yeah, I guess one. I would probably go with the same thing. Um, let's see. How high does Riley Green go in drafts next year? I think it's he's, a he's making a case 75. Yeah, that's fair. He's showing he's showing that he's healthy and what he can do in healthy. So yeah, yeah like top 25 outfielder like Detroit, maybe. Man. Uh 25 to 30 is fair. Yeah, yeah, I haven't even worked on my like. Uh, that's why it's tough to like gauge where it's at. But yeah, yeah it'll happen in it'll happen in the off season between October and November. I'll be working on my next season ranks, maybe even earlier. But when we do black yet. book work. Yeah, uh, two other questions. I'm going to say that's right, black book work uh, because they are more um, Torkelson related, and I want to talk about him here in just a little bit. So uh, let's get back to the sheet here. If you have any more questions, I'm going to try to pick them and uh, keep starring them. So you guys throw them in the chat and we will uh, we will answer them. So and again, the hint for Welsh and Corbin Carroll is Gustav. So where are we? And I see some good guesses in here. So we'll see what's uh, what's going down. Uh, the qu other rookie lookies, by the way, is Linian Sosa is going to be called up today and play with the White Sox against the Rockies because Tim Anderson. And I don't know if you saw Tim Anderson had like a little like apology. Very unlike Tim Anderson to be um, contrite and apologetic. So I was kind of shocked at that. I think I think he's realizing his shtick is out because even uh, Austin Hedges on a Chris Rose show said this was coming from somebody because he said basically Tim talks too much. Yeah, well, and not backing it up, you know, yeah. or getting knocked out or anything like that. I mean, you also saw Lance Lynn did an interview with, I think it was Foul Territory, and they were just, he's like, he, you know, I'll here's my, culture. yeah, he was like, here's my statement on what was said from Kitty Middleton about the culture. And then he just went silent. Or, he, or here's what I disagree with, I think is what he said. And then he went completely yeah. silent about it. So, you know, the silence telling all the words. Linian Sosa, do you care? Probably not an insane option, but he had did hit 271 in the minors so far this year, 17 homers strikeouts it'll eh. mason win all day over him if that's something you're considering also mason miller speaking masons had a couple scoreless innings on wednesday in a rehab start in single a 
A couple strikeouts might be back. I still say the innings could be wonky. Maybe they put him in relief. Maybe he gets a start. Who knows? But monitor him. He's starting to make his way back. On the injury front, Marcus Stroman, no timetable to return. Return with a torn rib cartilage. No bueno. That's no, no good. I was from hip injury to torn rib cartilage. No idea. Yeah, very not good here. Um, Brian Wu is going to be returning from the IL on Tuesday, and it's going to be a part of a new six-man Mariners rotation. That's new, but probably not surprising if you think about the rookies that they have put in there. It untaxes um, some of the starters. We're going to talk about Kirby here in a little bit. Kirby, you know, these guys, like, it's a rough part of the season. I think I I talked about this on, how show was it? I think it was CBS, if you guys, I was kind of presenting the idea of, like, what is the wall? And not Pink Floyd, but like, what is the actual wall? Is the wall innings or is the wall a time of year? Is the wall the amount of time you're in the major? Like, I think the easy answer for a lot of people is probably it's an innings number. It's like, well, when you are 20% more than what you've done in a previous time. But I wonder if there's something bigger to hitting that wall. And I think maybe the Mariners are getting in front of it a little bit. I think I guess that's why I wanted to put on there the six-man part because all those young arms, basically if you're in weekly leagues, two-star weeks, you're pretty much got out the window. Yeah. And and you're going to see more of this. The Rangers have already hinted at it with the, when Evaldi comes back. And think about some of these other teams that have been calling up players, it will be happening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, the other two, just quick notes here. Lars Nupar, IL, lower abdomen contusion. No point. I think I'd already mentioned Nolan uh, Gorman also on the IL. So, you know, Mason Wynn coming in, a little bit of spark. And J.D. Martinez is scratched from the Thursday lineup with groin tightness, and it's just kind of been like a, a rough go as of recent with J.D. Martinez. I put this together for, uh, as I'm calling it, Pickup City. I will say... Using Fantasy Pro's roster percentages, that does not mean that is your roster percentages. As we know, CBS, I would probably say, is one of the more active. I think that is a better number to go by. That's what I tend to go by. Yahoo's, I think, is pretty good. ESPN's is almost trash. So you'll see, like, guys that are in none of your leagues are available, and it'll be, like, 30% on ESPN. I'm not trying to trash them, but I think, you know, you get a lot more, like, a casualness that goes into there and people give up. So I'm only pointing this out because you might hear me give percentages from this is an overall arching roster percentage uh, via Fantasy Pros that might not be representative of your league. I picked five players that I think are pickups that represent under 50% according to Fantasy Pros that you guys could take a look at. Bubba, I'm going to read off the five I picked and you pick your favorite one or two. That's not Geloff, because I'm going to say Geloff. So number one, I talked about him on CBS. Spencer Torkelson, 23% ownership over the last 30 days, hit nine homers, a 240 batting average. I'm telling you, I'm very much into this hype of Torkelson right now. Hard hit percentage, over 50%. Barrel percentage, highest of his career. A lot of things are speaking to a breakout next season for him. Torkelson, for your homer play. Geloff, 31%, eight homers, five stolen bases probably been picked up in your league. You also have Walner, eight homers over the last 30 days, only 5% on, but a 214 batting average. Max Kepler, 13% ownership, seven homers with a 300 batting average over the last 30 days and hitting three for that team. And TJ Friedel, four homers, seven stolen bases, a 448 30-day batting average, the most owned of this at 40%. So you know what? I'll even say if you want to rank them, as far as pickups, there definitely is a like, here's what I need for power and here's what I need for speed. So if you want to pick a power speed guy or you want to rank them, whatever your choice, but who are you prioritizing on these pickups? 
First, I have to laugh because I write a fab article for Fantasy Pros and then a waiver wire for GTE, and I use Yahoo, and I've written all these guys up multiple times because I just <laughs> laugh at their roster rates. I'm just like, yeah. what are we doing here, people? But um, for me, out, excluding Geloff, as we said, TJ Friedel's number one for me. I've rostered him all season long. Like, he's very valuable in most formats. I go Friedel, Kepler, then Torkelson. That's like a 2A, 2B, and then Waller fourth. I love Waller, but he's basically Joey Gallo light. He's going to go on power surges. Yeah, He's like Jack Sawinski. Think about it that way. Similar similar aspects there. But, yeah, I, I go um, Torque third, but I won't stop anybody. Where does Geloff? Is Geloff one in this? For me, yeah. I, I think okay. he's just legit as it is. Yeah. I know he's outproducing metrics and all this. I don't care. He is. The kid's yeah. locked in. I think like, and, and also if I were in like a keeper format and I was looking for guys to stat, you know, sometimes you guys have those like eight, 10 keepers. Is there a guy in here that's keeper worthy? I think Torkelson and Geloff are the only ones yep. that are close to that, by the yep. way. I think they're I the only Tork. ones that are in that range. Tork's yeah, yeah. Nice. And I, I, I'm just saying right now, I'm going to talk about Torque in the offseason. I think yeah. everything that you see underlying from him are the stuff you look for for players to break out. May not happen. Sure. Batting average still hasn't really been good, 240 over the last 30, but I think there's a lot working in his favor. I think that is a sneaky building offense, and I'm going to probably talk about him. He'll probably be a sleeper for next year, so that's just getting ahead of the yeah. curve here. But Geloff and Torkelson at the top. I, I also put together some weekend streamers for everybody. Here are a couple of your options, Bubba. You give me who you're down with on Saturday. I only found two with low percentages. Chase Silseth going up against Tampa Bay and uh, Chris Sanchez going up against Washington. Are you down? Is this a thumbs up or thumb down for both of those if you're spot starting? Silseth, 100%, depending on what you need in your format. I'm okay with Sanchez. He's more of a, a wavy hand. Where Silseth, I'm all for, 100%. Okay, Sunday, We've got Dakota Hudson, who's uh, 4-0 on the year, by the way, going up against the Mets, and Dallas Keuchel no. going up against Pittsburgh. No. no, I don't care who he pitches against. He can be in the California Penal League. Uh, we're not we're not going there. All we're right, so you're not, there's no chance? No, Keuchel. You stack against Keuchel every chance you can, people. Every All right. single chance. The one guy that's not on the list I'll mention, Jesse Schulten's pitches in Coors on Saturday. The Rockies aren't the same Rockies in Coors anymore, and Schulten's been very good. Okay, very good. By the way, we're going over a little bit on the show, so I hope you all love us. So give us a thumbs up on the uh, on the YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed. Show that love uh, and subscribe for all the videos into the offseason because we're going to go a little bit over. Three up, three down. South Freelich uh, yesterday had three stolen bases, was only one for three with three stolen bases. Corbin Burns, nine strikeouts in seven innings. And Joey Manessis, five RBI. So we already talked about uh, Julio. He would be the number one on the down. There wasn't a lot because there wasn't a lot of games, but Willie Adamas was still able to uh, have four strikeouts and four at bats. Good for him. Washington, Robert Garcia gave up six earned runs in two thirds of an inning. And I'm grasping at straws here because there wasn't a whole lot of like insane downs, but George Kirby, he went six struck out only two gave up eight hits and four earned runs. Maybe why we're taking a look at um, at that six man rotation yeah. being kind of a positive bubba. Hundred percent, it makes total sense with them. That's right. Prize picks. Check out the promo code leading off when you go download the app. Use leading off. Hundred percent match up to a hundred bucks. You guys can play these. You can play multiple sports. You can intertwine the sports. Prize picks has made fantasy baseball and fantasy and really sports in general fun and has made baseball fun all year long so get to playing with us and use that promo code leading off what you got on the prize picks on the prize picks we're just going uh fantasy scores over here 
Give me Bryce Harper over seven and a half. He is heating up in a big way. Uh, that's a low number in the great matchup he has. J-Rod, I'm going to keep playing it because the dude's just ridiculous. Over eight, it seems like easy money. And then Lou Bob in Coors, over nine versus Lambert. I love all three of those. All right, I've got, I actually gave four uh, because of the Luis Robert one. I actually really like that one as well. The score, I'm all scores here. Goldie, love the matchup, seven and a half over. Corey Seager at seven, Cal Tucker at eight. Those are all fantasy scores I dig. There was a couple, I will tell you the, the strikeout combo of Fott and Lugo was intriguing to me, nine and a half. Those are some pieces I might put together if you guys are trying to prize pick it up. What about your best bets if we're getting into the betting market today? I actually made a bunch of bets, locked them in last night, and I'm going to sure. tell you about them in a second, but what do you got? Uh, I'm going to stick with the J-Rod wagon. I was looking for some positive money. Hits, runs, and RBIs over 2.5 at plus 125. Uh, Lubob hits, runs, RBIs over 2.5, minus 110. And then Royce Lewis over 1.5 total bases. I love the Twins matchup mm. uh, today. Plus 120. I like the plus the plus odds on those. Okay, so I've got a couple parlay ones. They're kind of odd ones. I found Bryce Miller strikeouts. I don't like that one today. Five and a half. I wanted to play the under, but it was juiced. I tried to find another strikeout one. Honestly, I just didn't like any of the other strikeout it's ones. I didn't rough, feel like there was an it's edge. It's a rough board. But I did feel like there was an edge with Michael Lorenzen outs, recorded outs. It is essentially big, uh, juiced up stuff. But it is, can he get to the six, which he's done in, I believe, four of his last five. Obviously, he went very long in the last one, but he had a couple more days of rest, getting into 100 pitches. So I took Michael Lorenzen outs over seven and a half, which I am betting on him going six, and Bryce Miller under five and a half strikeouts against the Astros. That gave me uh, plus 164. That was one bet. Did a hits parlay today. Corey Seager, Shohei Otani, and, and Kyle Tucker, all just to get a singular hit. That was plus 150. Just one hit from all of them. Pretty decent matchups across the board. And then I did play Houston. First five team total runs for them to score two and a half on Bryce Miller. That was almost even money. So I'm again, I'm just betting for them to score three runs in the first five innings on that offense. Bryce Miller's had a couple eh ones out there. So that was my big bet. Uh, what about the DFS? Somebody early on had asked like right away what uh, some of the big stacks are. So let's burn through some DFS before we get to the final listener questions, the home run call, and where were me and Corbin? Um, you know, the, the top pitcher most will go to Spencer Strider, but I'll save some money. Give me Pablo Lopez at 10.6 K against the Pirates, striking out 27% of the time versus righties. Alcantara, GPPs against the Dodgers at 9.6. I guess a sneaky play. Then Brendan Fott has looked much better since getting recalled. Padres are in shambles. 6K for him. Stacks, I love Philadelphia versus Adon. Talked about that with Harper. Love Minnesota versus Jackson in the Pittsburgh bullpen. White Sox versus Lambert. There's a million ways to go, but I'd start with Philadelphia, Minnesota. Talked about that on my show last night. And then if you're looking for some value, there's Matt Walner, 2.4K versus Jackson. You got Gavin Sheets and Coors at 3K versus Lambert. It's a, it's a fun slate if you want to be a little different and avoid Coors. There's plenty of ways to go. I like it. Um, all right, some listener questions we did put out. I want to give you one last hint here. Some good guesses, but you guys aren't finding it, by the way. Where in the world are Welsh and Corbin Carroll? My hint to you was Gustav and some great ones. I'd have to scroll all the way back up, but there was a you know windmill in there. So that's the last hint I'm going to give you. A uh, couple other questions as far as what you guys dropped. Francis said Tyler O'Neill or Mason win rest of your I actually go with Mason. Yeah, I guess for me it's O'Neal is because I know I'm what I'm locked into where wins more of a question mark, and I'm just cautious. I've I've mentioned that many times. You know what though? I, as soon as I said that, realizing like new bars on the IL, you got yeah. the Carlson stuff. There really is playing time available. It's I think I could go way. one of two ways. Win maybe a little bit more if I'm chasing more stolen bases than Tyler O'Neill, but uh, that's a really close one. 
And let's see, this was one Richard said, a trade got vetoed in my Dynasty League, uh, Franco for Jimenez. The Jimenez trader was big time gambling. Do you think it should have gotten vetoed? No. No, I'm... I don't. I, I, I'm not a fan of vetoes unless it's like so erroneous. And honestly, with everything that's going on, that's not that erroneous, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, and and Bogman and I have always been the likes of saying that um, vetoes are a no go unless there's collusion, unless you yeah. can prove collusion. That's not a collusion thing. That's you know trading a player that looks real dicey. Not even talking about that news today. And someone's making a bet. If they want to make that bet, that's the most non-veto-y move you could possibly make. Um, it just might be stupid, you know? Yeah. That's it. Stupid. <laughs> it's, it's stupidity and vetoes and stuff sometimes do go together. Uh, Fenway said, Dynasty, Yuri or Skeens? Go with Yuri on that one. Yeah, I'll leave that one to you. You know those guys much better than I. Yeah. Uh, am I playing Reagans tonight in the standard 5 by 5 I am, and you better play him today because he plays in the afternoon at Wrigley. Yeah, I was about to say, I think this was... It like starts today. at about an hour and 20 minutes. I'm going to say no. I'm not into I love, I'm a big Reagans fan, but I get it. I, if you're nervous, I get it. You can buy a dog. Okay. Right. <laughs> no thanks. Uh, Torque, <laughs> Casas. I will go Casas, but I think Torque yeah. is going to be in there, Lee. So I think we're 100% in there. Yeah, and we'll try to do uh, keep doing more of these questions in... Uh, I want to do these more Wednesdays, but um, I didn't get it for the last show because of the chaos, the chaos that was going on. So I want to make sure you're getting your questions. So make sure you guys are hanging out with us in the chat and we will uh, throw get you guys to the finish line. Exactly. All right, um, let's get to it. The guest was Gustav. Last chance to think here. Corbin Carroll and I, best friends. The great Photoshopped video. So let's hit the open. And let's get those last guesses. Where in the world are Welsh and Corbin Carroll? Bubba, do you got a guess? You got a guess? I, I made it tough. I, Gustav. I'm, I'm thinking you're in Russia. I don't know. I got, <laughs> I, mean, I got nothing. I got nothing. I, I guess I, that's I, a little bit more German. I, yeah. I've had I've had some, I've had some guesses lately, but you got this one. I'm like I have no clue. So I tried to make this really tough because I the last one I dropped barrel and everyone was like yeah. Niagara Falls, Niagara Falls. Everybody got it. So a lot of people were on the board. So I went a deep cut with this one. I had to really go deep because almost anything I could have said would have probably full on gave it away. Nobody had it early on. There were great guesses. Uh, Stockholm was in there. I, I should have probably marked them up here. Um, but there was like, you know, Germany, I think uh, German windmill, <laughs> cutlery German shop, windfield. the Brattenburg gate. I don't even know what that is. But somebody, I'm going to give the points to this because somebody did kind of get this. They must, they're probably doing some work here. And it was Sabo because Sabo said Paris and we were in front of the Eiffel tower. Now what's that Eiffel tower? I saw that. What does Gustav have to do? Well, the creator of the tower, Gustav Eiffel, 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 Gustav Eiffel was the person that built the tower in 1889. And by the way, the tower actually opened up to the public for the World's Fair. I guess it was the World's yep, Fair in World's 1889. Fair. And it was Gustav Eiffel that did it. So me and Corbin, we were uh, getting a little bit of a <laughs> not hitting. We weren't getting hits, not getting wins. But we did go and check out the Eiffel Tower. Look how happy we look. Yep, Jacob Williams nailed that one. He had Eiffel Tower. Oh, did he? Yep. Where was that? 
the 9.59 a.m. mark. Oh, up. Okay, so let's give credit. Jacob Williams, Sabo I'm going to give credit to. Very good. That was a weird one. That was a hard one. But that is where we were, and we'll be tracking. I'm tracking all these. I hope you guys are having fun with it. I'm going to mess with the video a little bit this weekend. Let's finish this bad boy out. We are going extra overtime for you guys today on the home runs. Let's take a look at the board if I can find it. The home run board here. There you go. Blue Harvester still just killing their lead, but J.J. Tater is coming. J.J. Tater's coming, boy. Razor Ramon, MIA. Hoffman jumped up, and Wonky has jumped up with me as well as M.T. Fishero. We represent 5, 6, and 7 at 36. So me and Wonky are still 11 behind first. Blue Harvester is absolutely holding on to that lead for the home run stuff. I'm having fun with it. I hope you guys are as well this season. And if you guys are a part of the premium accounts on Fantasy Pros, you can do this kind of cool, fun stuff that we do. And we're giving away this helmet that you can see, except it's inscribed Fantasy Pros Home Run Champ by Corbin Carroll. And I got it right here, right here Pretty to the sweet. left of me, all boxed up, baby. So, all right, what do you got uh, for your home run call today, Bubba? You've been on fire. I liked yours. I'm going to let you have it. So I'm going with Bryce Harper because I'm a believer in what we're seeing. He's getting healthy. He's swinging it well and is a phenomenal matchup versus Don. So give me Harper. Well, this is our weekend call. So we're going to get them through the weekend. And I've uh, got Luis Robert. So yeah. Colorado in Colorado. I think it's a pretty good bet yeah. here. Try to get a couple. Hopefully none of these other guys in front of me took that. So I'm going with Luis Robert for the rest of it. Uh, there you guys go. So hopefully you guys are in for a great weekend. Hopefully you guys are in good position for your fantasy playoffs or your roto setup. Hopefully we put you guys in a good position. Bub and I are back again next week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. More Welsh and Corbin Carroll. Hopefully he starts hitting more pickups, more of you with your questions. So make sure we do that, and let's find ways to razz uh, Joe Pizapia. That's the most important thing. Always, most important. That's always. Yeah, somebody was on his butt, by the way, about they asked him a baseball question, and he's like, oh, I'm into football. And they're like, come on, buddy. What's your problem? What's your problem? So let's make sure Joe knows. Give it to him. Remind him. That's right. Uh, you guys can find us on Twitter. Is it the Welsh? Bog, uh, say Bogman Sports. I was going to do a Other fat guy. Other guy. <laughs> BD and Trick. And is it the Welsh? It's Bubba and Welsh right here in Leading Off. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. We'll talk to you next week right here on Fantasy Pros. Bye, friendos. Peace.